cutting oh <laughs> that's from thoroughly modern millie uh, uh, yes. <laughs> uh, welcome to one foot on the ground this is where... ashley oh. <laughs> this is johnny no i was gonna offer to cut grass for money um, oh yeah uh, <laughs> we'll discuss that later uh sh should we start over i don't know <laughs> <laughs> in know. today's movie just cut it out or don't <laughs> you know me i'm never gonna cut that out yeah i know I, it's, it's pointless to ask <laughs> uh, <laughs> like we just like hit a bump at the end and i'm like johnny please remember to edit that out and you're like nope nope <laughs> <laughs> i actually have i i did edit something out of something i can't remember what but some there was some editing on something i don't know what it was right on. and it but it was very tricky because i had to like do all kinds of things to do it not the point um good talk good talk good yeah good times good times uh so what are today, we watching what i'm sorry i asked you what we were watching oh today uh well we already watched but we are discussing scott pilgrim versus the world 2010. Oh, I think. What? Yeah, 2010. Yeah, oh, they just had a 10-year anniversary. Because I did not know. Yeah, they did the the 10-year anniversary bit, like Edgar Wright. You uh, know, you sent that to me, and I forgot to watch it. Dude, like, what's wrong with you? I'm a horrible person. <laughs> uh, <laughs> honestly, I get so distracted by literally everything. <laughs> I'm amazed I get through any day doing anything. That. So what I sent John was a table read of uh, the cast, Sands, Brie Larson, and maybe some other people um, uh, doing Scott Pilgrim versus the world. And it was kind of great. Like Edgar Wright was like keeping that pace up and just like blowing right through it. It was really great. Brian Lee O'Malley was doing like little drawings for them to sell because it was for charity. It was, it was kind of a good deal. I was I was impressed. That's very cool. Yeah. I'll, I'll definitely go back and watch it now that I've remembered. Well, no, no. It's pointless, John. All right? No, it's We're already pointless. doing the cast. It's perfectly right? lovely. <laughs> so <laughs> we should put a link of it on something, maybe. Um, so starting off, well, first of all, I guess we should maybe tell What's people what this movie's about. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Oh, do you want maybe me to do it? start over. Oh, I'm excited. Okay, so <laughs> this movie is about... A fun guy that's kind of lame, <laughs> but he's fun. Yeah. And he uh, uh, is dating a young little lady who's way too young for him. And uh, then he's very distracted by things. And he sees a girl in a vision and then sees her in real life. And he wants to date her instead. Uh, so 
he decides to go do that and has to break up the little girl and then he has to battle uh how many is it seven 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 uh exes and i love the well we'll get into it but um (laughs) i love the fact she always has to point out that there's seven exes like he says ex-boyfriends and she always corrects and says exes yeah (laughs) which is funny later she dated a lady yeah yeah um (laughs) which is funny it's foreshadowing um but uh anyway so he has to battle them and he does and um wonderful things happen and it's fantastic (laughs) i like that you called him a fun guy when everyone around him hates him yeah he's but they're like over it he's kind of one of those i mean this happens i've noticed this watching a bunch of movies in quarantine that most of these main characters that we've had to deal with over the last i don't know ever forever they're horrible people like i don't know why we like any of these people well i mean tony stark tony stark was a jackass like why were we interested in him all of them kind of were i i mean i I was like wow these are even i was just literally just watching ant-man because i'm watching all the marvel movies again because who knows why because i wanted to that's a a lot (laughs) it's a lot of movies i'm already up to ant-man but i was watching that and i was like god even paul rudd was a fucking thief like (laughs) none of these people are good they have to I mean, have he is that good, in the but... character arc. They've got to. They've got to change. For the yeah, better. I mean, at least he was stealing for the good of something, I guess. But um, anyway, so yeah, yeah so that's. I, would, I mean, I would what? say Scott Pilgrim is like, you know, kind of trash, but like you know, still a fun guy. Uh, but he yeah. uh, he lacks like a foundation of emotional maturity. I, yes. I would say that, like, he doesn't uh, quite grasp, like, a proper way to handle situations. So, like, Not at all. Yeah. yeah he, he gets, he breaks up or he gets dumped by, um, oh, what, did, what was Brie Larson's Oh, yeah, character's Brie Larson. Yeah. I forgot about that. And, and then he starts dating a 17-year-old girl. Which is 22. really yeah. creepy. Yeah. And, like... But they're not like it's just like companionship. They asked if like if they've kissed yet, and he's like, "Oh, we we almost held hands," but then she got embarrassed. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I will say, in spite of his awfulness, he is a very cute character. Like, yeah. um, he's played very well by I totally lost his name. Um, Michael Sarah. Thank you, Michael Sarah. He does a brilliant job with this character. Like, I don't think there's very many people that could probably do it as well as he did. Because he has that, that quality to him where it's kind of like, you don't want to be around him, but you kind of want to watch him anyway. Just because, <laughs> <laughs> like, like, he's cute to watch, but it's like, I don't want to date you and I don't want to know you. <laughs> uh, my brother used to... Uh, say that one joke all the time what was it it was uh hey can you tell me the name of the movie like what was the movie where michael Sarah played an awkward teenager (laughs) (laughs) which is all of them all of them isn't he still Um, i mean how old is he 12 uh he's 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 no longer a teenager for sure i don't know 30 40 oh my god uh (laughs) there what 
they had um he's 32 oh so, wow like his thing literally just popped up and his birthday was like right there they had wanted michael sarah in the beginning when they started writing the script and at the time michael sarah i guess he was like 16 or 17 and they were like, no, he's, like, way too young to play this character. But it took a while for them to, like, complete everything and get the ball rolling. And so, like, he was then old enough to play the role. And they were like, oh, okay, things worked out. Which I thought was kind of funny. I also did not know. I learned this today. That Brian Lee O'Malley's um, comics, because this is based on a comic, uh, volumes one and two were out. For it, but not the remaining like four, five, six, seven. Oh wow! Uh, so they they had an agreement to produce the film with him and Edgar Wright. Like, essentially demanded that he like be on, like be a part of the you know the whole process of everything. So Brian Lee O'Malley was making the T-shirts, which are similar or the same to the ones in the comic. Um, uh, they, I guess they had taken, they've lifted like lines from the script that went into the comic or uh, lines from the comic that, uh, that didn't make it into the comic, but like went into the script and just like little things like that. I thought that was, I thought that was nice. The only other movie I know of that did that was Kick-Ass where like Kick-Ass, the series, the comic wasn't finished, but they like started rolling and making the movie in tandem. So oh, that okay. Nice. That was fun. That's cool. Yeah. So it also looks very much like the comic, even if it's different. It looks yeah. very much like the comic. And I imagine that that's that's why. You all right? <laughs> no. no. I, I'm sorry. My it's hard to explain to, to the listeners, but it's totally a, a John machine malfunction situation. Okay. I have a program running to record me, okay? And it's it's on my iPad, which is connected to my screen, uh-huh. but it's like really slow or behind or something. It's freaking out. So I can't, I'm trying to get it to move back over to the computer. There we go. Okay. Everybody, calm down. I figured it out. Okay. Are you going to edit this out? Maybe. Who knows? Probably not. Uh, <laughs> you're getting our crazy today. You're getting our Scott Pilgrim crazy. So anyway, uh, <laughs> I should have known not to use the iPad because it did the same thing last time and it freaked me out. <laughs> I was like, it should be fine today. Nope, not at all. Yeah, today um, will be different. <laughs> today will be different. Different than ever before. Also, my computer likes to overheat when it uses that program, but so I wanted to talk about um, the opening. Well, first of all, the opening itself, like the Universal logo, they used the 8-bit and they had the, well, it was, isn't that, is that what that's called, 8-bit? Yeah, the 8-bit sound. Yeah. Sound, yes. And then they had the pixelated kind of game looking logo, which I mm-hmm. thought was so fucking genius. Like I honestly, when I first saw this film, that got me like i was like i don't even care if the rest of this movie's bad because i'm already in love with this because anybody that can do something like that i just love it i love it when they do that 
Um, and then, then it has the, cause how, wait a minute, does it open up with a scene and then do the credits? Uh, yeah, it has like a cold open, okay, which so it is, has, it's wonderful. It's brilliant. Oh my God. I it's love amazing. It. It's like so they, good. they enter, they think they, they start with Scott Pilgrim has a girlfriend and she's 17 and then they like go back and forth. Knives yep. Chow shows up. And then they start playing, and they, like, play their song as the camera pulls back. And the living room that they were in, which is a tiny living room, is, like, longer and longer and longer. The carpet just keeps rolling. I love it. Oh, and my God, it, it's like, genius. And then it, like, rolls into the, the, like, opening credits. And the opening which... credits I wanted to bring up because they are absolutely inspired by the films of Stan Breckage. Um which i it think looked, is yeah it looked just like those films you made me watch yes <laughs> i love how that's the only way anybody's ever going to see those films it's like <laughs> those ones that you made me watch that one time <laughs> that have no sound <laughs> yes those are the ones i could not tell if you were trying to induce any seizure <laughs> <laughs> honestly it's i i fucking love his films i i really do and but i think it's I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. It's um, like heartwarming to see because a lot of filmmakers uh, were inspired by his films, but they kind of tend to to use them just for opening credits and stuff like that, or like maybe a montage sequence or something. Imagine a feature length. Of no, no, no. I know. I, there's no way you would ever want to watch two hours of hand painted film like <laughs> which is yeah, like really it's beautiful weird. like artistic expression for yes. sure and like but the like, amount of time that it took him to make each film it, it makes it exciting to see that because you know he did every single frame himself that kind of thing but it's also very tedious and it's not i mean it's just it, it kind of makes sense to use it for opening credits and for montages and stuff like that like seven kind of used the same like Thing, obviously grittier like more crimey <laughs> <laughs> well that, that, uh, if i'm remembering correctly because it's been a while since i've seen seven it was also kind of reminiscent of i don't like like those like when you go through old film over and over again how it gets worn oh yeah and, like, absolutely dirty, yeah like that yeah so like like somebody like combing film. through the same the same stuff over and over. Yeah. Oh shit. Oh god. Oh, I just knocked things over. I'm sorry. Oh my word. I'm a fucking mess today. This is the so most distracted episode. <laughs> Aren't you guys glad you waited so long? We have had technical issues, and they're all my fault. So that's why this episode is late. Um, also, in the opening credits, I want to point i listened to the commentary recently i love listening to edgar wright i don't know why i didn't listen like watch it with the commentary sooner um but he he was talking about like how much he loved like the numbers and the x's and how he like sprinkled it throughout the film but he was like definitely in the opening credits look at that like just like going through like <laughs> look at all their numbers look at all those x's <laughs> oh that's awesome he was just so pumped about it it's it. honestly, it is a, a very spectacularly assembled and directed film. Yes. Like, it's one of those few films that 
I kind of like, I mean, reminisce. I mean, this is probably why you even chose it was because we just watched watch Birds of Prey, which is very similar, that it has the same kind of excitement in the filmmaking and in the editing and in the just the process of the film, which is exciting. I do think it's funny because I remember when Scott Pilgrim came out, it was right when the craze for 3D was happening. Like it just started the craze oh, for it. Oh yeah, people wanted it in 3D. Yeah, and he was like, our film already feels like it's 3D. We don't need 3D for it. So, which I kind of agree. I don't, I don't think this would have made much of a difference if it was in, it would have been, I guess, kind of fun, like for a novelty, but it really didn't need it because it was already, it felt like 3D because so much yeah. is coming at you and doing things the whole time. So it's very it was, exciting. It was a delightful mix of like video, like, like nods to like video games, action and comics yes it was just like it was so and the cast this film was so beautifully cast with the most amazing people and they're sprinkled throughout the whole thing like it's like you don't like everywhere you turn there's somebody and i will say <laughs> midway through this movie watching it i kept thinking like and i do this a lot these days when i'm watching films when i like a character or I like an actor in a in a role and I don't know who the hell they are. I looked them up <laughs> just to see what else they're in. And it's always amazing to me when I've seen like everything they've ever done. And I'm like, oh my God, that's the same person. <laughs> and that happened with the the main girl. Um, do you not remember her name? Oh, 10 Cloverfield Lane. Yes. And she's also in Birds of Prey. She was the huntress. Mary, and Mary I was Elizabeth like, Weinstead. Yeah. That was, yeah. <laughs> I was totally like, wait a minute. What? Oh. <laughs> Because I kept thinking she's so cute in this movie. How come she hasn't done any other movies? <laughs> she's done plenty. It turns out she's done a ton of stuff. And I've watched it recently. Yeah, yeah, no. She's kind of a big name. <laughs> yeah. So I was excited about that. I get so excited when I that happens. <laughs> yeah, like, the only they, person they I can't work think and I of love it. <laughs> seeing other places is, is uh, the girl who plays. I think her name's Emily Wong. Uh, Knives Chow. Oh yeah, I didn't I, look her up. I, I don't think I've I've seen her in anything else. I meant to look her up too. Um, or Ellen Wong. Apologies. I mean, everybody else. Honestly, we. I mean, we could name everybody, but it's just a long fucking list. Oh my goodness, I'm absolutely wrong. She was in Glow. Oh really? Oh, that's fun. <laughs> yeah. I fucking love Glow. <laughs> I honestly did not watch it. Jason watched it, and I was kind of like, "Nah, I don't really feel like it." It's so good. I'm and sure your it opinion's is. wrong. That's all. That's all. That's what I said. Your opinion's wrong. Oh, I know. I'm sure it is. Oh, I didn't really have one. I just didn't want to watch it. <laughs> it's so good. I feel like that with the, there's a ton of shows that people do that to me. They're like, "Oh, you gotta watch this. You gotta watch this one." And I'm like, you know what? Just because you're saying that, I'm not gonna watch this now. Like. <laughs> I mean, I'm not telling you to watch it. I'm just telling you that it's good. So Yeah. I'm just telling you, you missed. You missed I out. do know that uh, somebody's in it that I love. Um, And it's like a weird... Horse girl? No. Oh, Did Gina she... Davis. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. She shows up in it. And I was like, oh, maybe... that was the part where I was like, oh, maybe I really should watch this. Because Gina Davis is coming out of nowhere to do it. <laughs> She hasn't done anything in a long time. 
there's there's a few there's a few big people in Glow. I can't remember any of their names. Betty Betty Gilpin. Is that how you say her last name? Who knows? No idea. She auditioned for this movie and did not get the role. <gasps> oh, well, the, that's her loss. Are you frozen? Our gain. What? Yeah. Here we go. Here, here, here it comes. <laughs> the rain again? <laughs> Midway through. <laughs> Am I still frozen? No, you know, you just came. You just got back to me. Yay. It should be good. I, I haven't lost anything. Um, so okay. anyway, not the point. <laughs> See, we're still having technical issues. Please bear with us. Um, yeah. So yeah, when real, he real ride. <laughs> when he um, defeats the first X, which is so fucking fun, um, and the guy blows up into coins, and my favorite thing ever is when he's like, oh, sweet, coins. <laughs> and then he picks it all up and it's only like what two dollars and something cents or something he's like oh. yeah he didn't have enough for the bus oh yeah bus fare. <laughs> i loved his hipster demon chicks dancing in the background oh my god they were the teeth were off-putting for sure yeah but the fact that they just existed there and it was like almost like a Bollywood musical, which I love. I oh, love yeah. That all oh, those yeah. movies have a dance break in the middle. And then again at the end, I have a soundtrack that like has like eight songs. And it's still in my CD player ten years later. There was a, a Bollywood film called, I think it's called Devdas. I don't know how if I'm saying it correctly. But holy shit, that film was amazing. I was like, what? Is this what Bollywood films are like? Because I feel like I should watch all of them. <laughs> Yeah, a lot of what we played uh, when I worked at um, in my theater like 10 years ago were, it was the same dude who, oh yeah, the same, the same actor who was just like an average pudgy dude, but he was always in like these action movies Yeah, and people loved him and the, the people who would hold, um, who would rent out our theaters to play these movies. Because at the time it was just like theater rentals that we were doing, and they like sold their own tickets to the to the show, and and I think it, I think it's bigger now, and I think you could uh, people purchase it through like there's like an agreement like a distribution through like Regal and AMC and like whoever, uh, but at the time it, there wasn't, and so these people would um, they were massive fans. They yeah. would uh, bring in paper and they tear it up and they throw it like confetti all the time. Uh, it would just be like Geico statements and like junk mail uh, that, that everyone brought in. But they would also bring a cake for that actor's birthday and like would share the cake with everyone. And I was like, who is this guy? Everyone's so pumped for him. It's so funny because when I, because uh, the, the, there was a girl that I worked with at Starbucks when I first started there. And she was Indian and she gave me the film to borrow. She was like, you've got to watch this movie. Cause she knew I loved movies. She's like, yeah. you've got to see this. She's like, but be aware that our movies are not like your movies. So <laughs> just be aware of that before you watch it. And I was like, okay. So I watched it. And of course I was like, this is fucking amazing. And of course I learned later too, a side note to the story, <laughs> a side note to her side note. Um, there's a, a documentary series and a book called the story of film. 
and it's mm -hmm. absolutely brilliant. But um, <clears throat> in there, it kind of explains why Bollywood films are the way that they are and how not just them, but like a lot of different cultures, their film techniques and styles and what is popular for them are very specific to their region because we were all, um, as far as film went, like certain countries were like locked off. Like yeah. they weren't getting imported films and they weren't exporting films. So the style of their filmmaking in general is it's just what grew out that. of their own thing. So yeah. like they saw the early cinema and then they all got cameras and then they landlocked everybody. And so they all came up with their own thing. Um, and I thought that was absolutely just fascinating that that's, and so basically all Bollywood films are technically musicals and they have yeah. dance sequences like you wouldn't believe. I mean, they're just the most incredible dance sequences ever. Like nothing Absolutely like wonderful. anything we, we've done in our movies. Um, yeah, like when we started getting hard drives for the films, uh, they would, whoever was distributing them, because it wasn't like a traditional, uh, it, it, we didn't receive it in the traditional manner, but they, like whoever, so whoever was distributing it, they would pack the the box that contained the hard drive with the soundtracks sometimes well sometimes because oh, wow. we because then my my hard drive had to go somewhere else so i had to like hand it off to like some dude and that dude would take it to another theater to like to upload in their projectors uh, so uh so if i got a, a box with the soundtrack i was always so pumped <laughs> <laughs> well because it's so good it's just yeah, so fucking those, good those are like the meaty good parts like yeah. <laughs> i don't need anything else <laughs> <laughs> so she i brought the movie back to her uh, after i saw it and she was like uh, and the woman that was in the film like the the main actress was a very famous indian actress that was also like a very famous model like she was right. like uh I mean, voted like one of the most beautiful women in the world at the time or whatever. And she was stunning. Now, the man, well, she would have to I, be. The man was like, like you said, like it was just kind of like a, an average kind of dude and nothing against anything. But I just didn't like, it wasn't the same aesthetic that we're used to in our culture. So it was kind of like, okay, well, if that's what she digs cool i don't care so i brought the movie back to her and she's like she's like what did you think and i was like first of all i fucking loved it it was amazing and she's like and the guy oh my god wasn't he so hot and i was like okay i <laughs> know <laughs> <laughs> honestly i i was kind of stuck because i didn't want to be disrespectful because like i said it's not our culture so i don't know what what people also just pause real quick uh super weird that because you find a grand array of, of men attractive. attractive yeah yeah i mean i would not have turned the guy down by any okay. means for for sure but he just like if i was going to say i mean i think it's just the, a difference of culture and a difference of that has to be it because like what we consider our hot model attractive actors are very different from what they have as their hot attractive model actors or what you know what i mean like yeah. we have brad and i'm sure there, and there's other there's other points of interest that like 
probably increase his attractiveness. Oh, absolutely. That aren't necessarily physical, you know? Yeah. I mean, and like I said, I'm not saying he was unattractive, but it was no, just not, it's just not what I would have thought. Like, <laughs> I didn't expect her to say, oh my God, wasn't he hot? And I was like, that is not what I expected you to say <laughs> like, at all. <laughs> but I mean, to each their own. Um, yeah. But I also find weird men attractive anyway. Like, I mean, in that's fact, allowed. what? I said, that's allowed. It is allowed. Of course it is. But I was even rewatching, like I said, the Marvel movies. And I always had a kind of thing for Captain America. And rewatching these, I was like, what in the world was I attracted to? Other than his butt, because he did have a nice butt. But Were you thinking of Chris Evans circa Not Another Teen movie when no. he had the banana hanging out of his butt? No. No, no, no. I mean, I think physically... Because I, I imagine that that would be your physical peak for, for Chris Evans. I don't even remember that movie. <gasps> at all. I'd have to watch it again. But, well, he's even in this movie. He's in oh, Scott yeah, Pilgrim. yeah. I thought we were, I thought we were bridging <laughs> that gap. No, no, no. <laughs> like, like, no nonsense. But I that was kind we of what... Circling it back with Chris it, Evans. Honestly, that was kind of in the back of my head when I was watching this. was like, oh, I really do want to watch the chris evans in the marvel movies again <laughs> and then i did and i was like what in the world was i thinking i mean i change my taste all the time but i was gonna say that um like of all the guys in this movie i would say jason schwartzman would be the one i was most attracted to not his character but like physically attracted to him because he's freaking hot oh and the i guess um, the two guys that the Culkin guy was doing, they were cute. <laughs> <laughs> Which that was so freaking fun. <clears throat> so funny. Um, right on. Well, now that that's covered. Yeah, now that we've covered all the hotness in the movie. Two. What are you doing? Did you just send me something? <laughs> I sent you an image of Chris Evans to jog your memory. Oh, I, can't I do don't remember, remember that. that. Yeah. That banana's way too high. It is. I mean, I get the joke, but... Probably... It probably jostled a little too much when he was walking away. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so... We... So, Evil X number one, Matthew. Yeah, Matthew Patel. Mm -hmm. uh, he had the... The one chevron... On his sleeve, I suppose, was supposed to indicate that he was Evil X number one. And Evil X number two is Lucas Lee, Chris Evans, that action star. Yeah. Who had the <laughs> number two tattooed on his, uh, he had it on his neck. A little, I did little, not notice the numbers. Ditty. Look at you. There were, well, there were also, he also had two X's on his uh, belt buckle. Oh. Yeah. One's Edgar Wright. Like, well, no. No, because even before this. Uh, the third X had a number three jersey. And I was like, oh, I bet Edgar Wright put all their numbers all up through here. And he truly did. More than I thought. Like, since a lot more than I thought. Like, Scott Pilgrim is number zero. Like, he wears a shirt that says zero. Oh, uh, yeah. Until, until we get to uh, X number four, which is uh, Mae Whitman. I don't remember her character's name. Uh, but like when 
when like she's defeated and he's all like mad and kind of kind of unsure that he even wants to like go through with this mm-hmm. with uh with Ramona. He's he wears a shirt that says like four and a half, uh, giving him a number, all, like kind of to say he's like half a step away from being an evil ex. Uh that's so interesting. It was like it was like all up in there. Well, that's the other thing I was going to say is there's so much detail to everything in this movie. Yeah, I mean, it's a lot. There's a lot like, to take in. It's and, a lot for one viewing. And every time I watch it, I notice other things in it. Like I would, it would have probably taken me two or three more times to get the numbers. <laughs> I did yeah. not notice that at all. So that's exciting. Now I have something to look forward to. Um, yeah. But the battles themselves were all a lot of fun. All of them. Yeah. The base battle a... was one of my favorites. Oh, uh, with so the good. the vegan. I liked the um the I like the uh the battle where like is this the base battle, but you know how like the D pops out. Yes, that was playing. that was but this when one. the when he goes head to head with the vegan and what is it? It's not a lens flare. I mean, they had lens flares in this. Double exposure. Um, whenever the vegan would play, like, there was a double exposure on the film where, like, the vegan was also, like, a bit further up. Yeah. I dug that so much. There was so much, like, I mean, that's just what I'm saying. There's so much detail to how the film was assembled and made that's exciting. Yeah. Like, it's just all exciting to watch. None of it's boring. Like, I even have this thing where, uh, like, I won't watch movies. In fact, this one's one of them where I just kind of like, oh, you know, there's one part where I get bored. (laughs) And it's always usually around the third act of a movie. But I noticed re-watching this that it doesn't really have that. Like, the part that I thought was boring was too quick to be boring. So I was like, oh, (laughs) oh, I really didn't have that in there. So so I really don't have a problem with this. this. This movie is, like, packed. Yeah, it is super fast paced, and it's so like whenever people adapt things, whether it be video games or comic books or what have you, it's always difficult to translate that. <laughs> and I thought that Edgar Wright did like such a solid job with the transitions because reading a comic book is very like packed in, you know, yeah. like you would read it like quickly to kind of get like, I don't know, that sort of. Well, there's also a lot of visual information versus dialogue in comic books. Yeah. So it's and, always and like... in comic books, the way like no, no panel is the same size. It's not like just like, I mean, sure that you have like a standard size panel, but they'll like drag you visually from like one side of the page to the other or up and down or wherever. Or side to side or whatever. Yeah. yeah, And that was just like, so very present in the film. You know, I want to say just a little tiny shout out because I think we've mentioned this before, but (laughs) Hulk by Ang Lee, which I know everybody hates. that, (laughs) That was one of those movies where the editing was so brilliant because it felt like a comic book the whole time. I was like, this is so fucking cool. And that's why I was distracted by how well it was edited when I saw it, that it didn't even occur to me that it wasn't good. <laughs> like, I was like, <laughs> I was like, this is so freaking cool. And of course I loved Ang Lee because I already was like obsessed with his films. 
So oh, yeah. I went into it loving it. And then when everybody started pointing out all the things they didn't like about it, I was like, oh, well, I guess it wasn't good. I, I guess. Um, I mean, I don't even, in the long run, it was kind of forgettable in a weird way. Like, yep, yep, the yep. only thing I remember about that was the editing and that Jennifer Connelly was in it. Other than that, I couldn't tell you anything that happened. Well, I mean, except he became the Hulk and got mad and that's yeah. it. Yeah, I'm, I'm, sure, I'm sure that was in there. I think I, I think it was. I, I think he got angry. <laughs> <laughs> there was something. There was something. <laughs> something he he was upset about. It was very triggering. I couldn't watch it again. Uh, <laughs> well, now I want to rewatch it to see to see the editing. Yeah, I, I I always tell people that. I said even if you don't like the movie, go back and rewatch it just for the editing. Like, don't pay attention to what whatever else is happening because it is such a beautifully edited film. Um. I loved the way he did that. I thought it was spot on for a comic book film. In fact, I think that was the first time I ever saw one where I was like, because, you know, they always try to, I don't know how to explain, even like Scooby-Doo, like they tried too hard to make it a live action movie sort of thing. I don't know. I'm not explaining that well. Um, They took whatever charm the original source had and kind of ruined it by doing it live action if that makes sense and i think that's what a lot I of mean, comic yeah, book films have done i i will still stand by like you can do it look at scott pilgrim no that's what i'm saying like obviously we've come a long way i mean the avengers or the marvel movies are a very good example of that like they're all very i mean technically good they're all exciting to watch um yeah some more than others but um in fact i i I will say like i said i was re-watching all of them (laughs) like like from iron man on i couldn't find the uh, incredible hulk it wasn't on any streaming (laughs) so i couldn't watch that one um (laughs) that's so weird because it's like are they just trying to like push it out (laughs) they're like don't watch it not 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 the ang lee one the one with edward norton Incredible. Oh, that one's also not part of the universe. It technically is. Yeah, but they like they they dropped him. They pretend like he doesn't exist. They're like, no, yeah, well, I mean, they you're do. There, but you know, some of what happened in that movie does surface for the other things, but it's really not important. It doesn't matter. I just thought for a whole whole whatever you know what I mean, like for the sake of watching all of it. But I didn't do that. Anyway, not the point. So, but I started with Iron Man and went on. And um, I will say, like, I definitely watched all these films before. I definitely did. Like, I absolutely sat and watched. I'm pretty sure I watched almost all of them in a theater. And I do not remember, like, maybe 60% of them. I was like, I don't remember this at all. When the fuck did this happen? Like, Age of Ultron? I don't remember any of that movie and i know for a fact i saw it like i went to the theater to see that but i was like i don't remember these two people i thought they were from x-men i was very confused (laughs) (laughs) i mean x-men is still marvel i know Uh, but i was like i thought those two characters specifically were from x-men so i was like wait a minute when were they 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 probably are you're talking about like scarlet witch and uh quicksilver yeah 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 they're definitely x-men Oh, They're definitely well. X-Men. Uh, X-Men, because Fox 
owns X-Men and Fox owns the term mutants. Uh, so Marvel can't use mutants. So instead, well, what are they using? They have um, Inhumans. They use Inhuman. <laughs> oh, that's why that new movie's coming. Isn't it called Inhumans? Uh, yeah, and that one would be a Marvel movie. Yeah. Uh, instead of a, a Fox movie. Well, I guess they're both Marvel, but, you know, it's like MCU. The licensing, um, yeah. It's like Sony yeah. has Spider-Man, so. Right, Which and those Spider-Man's won't... still Marvel, but they um, they they had to, like, come up with a weird agreement for uh, what's, his, what's his face to, to be in the later. Yeah. The later Avenger movies. In the Avengers, finally. Yeah. I think I they, think... like... I remember the first it. Avengers movie, that was a huge complaint. Was That was the only thing I remember about that coming out was that everybody was pissed that Spider-Man wasn't in it. <laughs> I was like, I mean, I never read the comics, so I, it didn't bother me at all because I was like, who cares? But when I did finally, when he was finally in one, I was like, oh, this is exciting. <laughs> this is a There's lot of fun. so many, but that's, that's I mean, like sure, Spider-Man's like a big character, but there's also so many people who are there or not there. Like, well, and I, I told so you, many renditions. I told you before watching that Endgame movie. I think it was Endgame, whatever the last one was, the last big Avengers movie. Like, there are so many fucking people in that movie that I don't even know what the fuck is going on half the time. Like I said, I just know that they're going after Thanos, and that's the only thing I know. I'm like, I, I don't know who these people are, where they're coming from. Who knows? I don't know. It's just, a, it looks like a large bunch of mess. Like, I would not want to be there. That's, that's the main point of all of that is I don't want to be involved. I, I don't want to see it. I don't want to be near it. I don't want to be involved. I want to be in a bunker somewhere safe without any visual of what's going on on the surface. <laughs> well, <that's laughs> and then happening. whoever you're with, Thanos snaps. <laughs> and whoever you're with turns to dust and you have no idea what's going I have on no idea what's going on <laughs> you're like, just in oh. a bunker thought you were safe <laughs> that's sad <laughs> but well, yeah scott pilgrim food, which evil x are we on uh so anyway Baseball. so with by the way what's your favorite song what's your favorite song in scott pilgrim oh jeez. i have one what's yours Mine's the one with Brie Larson. Whenever we meet Todd, Evil X number three, the, the hello old friend. That one. Honestly, I if I'm I pictured yours being garbage truck though. Which one was garbage truck? It was like yeah 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 uh 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 in my garbage truck. Oh yeah. Truck truck truck. Um, no, I would say, well, honestly, if I was going to pick, uh, it's fine. I just my favorite, my favorite audio moment of the whole film is the twin battle. Like, I think that was spectacular. I, oh, I forgot about that audio of that. And like, when I got the soundtrack, I was pissed. It wasn't like on it. I was like, Oh, well, where's the twin battle? <laughs> um, but all the the music, it was fascinating. I mean, just like having the different bands come in and do like music for specific parts of the project. Just, like Beck did songs for 
some of it. Yeah, he, I can't remember. Uh, he did a uh, sex bob bomb. He did all of sex bob bombs. Is that songs, what he did? Right? I, I think so. And I just love that they and Brie Larson's was like an actual band that was based on, and yeah. they actually did come in and do that song or whatever. So I just I thought that was kind of fascinating that they did that. Um, and even with the there was something I when I because when I was watched it the first time that was my biggest thing was the music I was like I have to have the soundtrack I have to have all the music and this is amazing and I was a little disappointed that it wasn't all on there but whatever I guess you're never yeah I I thought about you when I was listening to that to the commentary because Edgar Wright said that he tried to follow the rule of uh, because he was like this is such a good song it's not on the soundtrack try to follow a rule of picking one of every like band to put on there uh. uh and he was like but it'll be out in like some sort of deluxe edition sometime in the future maybe <laughs> <laughs> well you know even brie larson her uh her version of that song is not the soundtrack version the soundtrack version is the band that wrote the song for the film Oh, they on the on the Blu-ray they had the music videos with like the actors, so they had all those versions. Huh. Oh, that's it. cool. Yeah. That's um, but yeah, I just I think it's fun. The only thing I will say in retrospect is that <laughs> I used to be a huge Beck nerd. Like I loved Beck, and I kind of <laughs> got annoyed that he was a Scientologist. <laughs> and I, is he? I have not recovered from it. Like. Oh, I can't, no. I can't in good faith listen to him anymore because it bothers me. I'm like, every time I listen to anything of his now, I'm like, oh God, you like Scientology. I, I can't get behind you on this. <laughs> he, he, that blows my mind. It's a bummer. How, wait, how it's, long has he been a Scientologist? Like for a long time. Like even back in like Becky Prime? No. He's like two turntables and a microphone? No, I think it. It probably started, I mean, when he got money, because that's the only way you can afford to be a Scientologist. Uh, so. That's fair. That's fair. That <laughs> I'd or say you maybe work sea change. Like you, you, uh, you, you work like 24 hours a day. God, it's like so 10 fucking cents a day. stupid. I hate it. Um, <laughs> yeah, kind of a bummer. Sorry, guys, if you're a Scientologist, I don't like you. Um, mean, well, no, 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 no. Do what you want. Don't be a dick. Uh, well, I mean, if that's the case, and then sorry is not if technically you are a dick, but subject of abuse. <laughs> I don't know. I just I can't get behind it. I think it's stupid. Unless he's doing it like as a joke or something. <laughs> I don't think that people do Scientology as a joke. Let's move on. <laughs> uh, it's so I don't think damaging. Funny about it's it. so damaging. It's like Kirstie Alley is is Scientology, but she she's I feel like. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I kind of forgive Kirstie Alley in a weird way because I feel like she's one of those people that just follows something because it's popular. Oh, she's <laughs> like I doubt she's paid her dues in like years. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I'm pretty sure that's probably true. <laughs> They're oh, like, oh, we haven't seen a check from you in a while. Um, <laughs> did you want to level up? I mean, <laughs> what's going on, Kirstie? Uh, I just have to give her some credit because she's hysterical as as anything, and she was on a Prince album. So <laughs> there you go. Oh, there, there it is. There it is. Uh, I do love her. Uh, I think she's. I think she's 
like her show fat actress was one of the funniest things i've ever seen it was hysterical uh i highly recommend it uh anyway but if you want to learn stuff well i guess not learn an interesting podcast i listened to oh no ross and carrie is the title of the podcast i have heard of that Um, i think i tried it they uh they had like 10 episodes where they were uh talking with Scientologists. What they do is they like go and like try to experience like a thing. It's usually like something like either religious or mystical or like whatever and try to like, you know, kind of like give it give it a go to like see what it, see what it's like and they like, yeah. discuss it. And one thing they didn't want to do was Scientology, but that's <laughs> like they live in California, so like like here in California are like the two hubs. Yeah. And uh so they were like, all right, we'll just do like a, a Dianetics test. But then like one of them got roped into like paying for classes. No. And so so they carried on for, for 10 episodes. It was really interesting. I mean, I'm sure. It. I'm sure. Yeah. But, I, you know, I feel, I've said this before. I don't know if it was on the podcast or not, but I am not one of those people that would ever get – hooked into a cult like never you 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 brought this up for midsomar oh yeah i did okay it was for the i i knew i talked about it somewhere but i don't i just can't i mean i'm not one of those people like i mean first of all i don't want to be around that many people so there's already like no and then y'all are wearing like weird shit no and then <laughs> First of all, those outfits in Midsommar, like, I wanted them. Like, I would have worn them. Shut up. No, it just seemed too linen yeah, it seemed, to me. It seemed I, so breathable, seemed ugh. comfy. Like, I dug it. Everyone had their own little, like, rune. Yeah. No. Sign me up. No. I mean, if you want I to. I mean, I don't want to be around people. But sign me up for, well, like, the outfit rotation. Well, I also don't want to sleep in a big old barn where there's no dividers or anything between beds. Oh, no. a crying baby. No. No, not going to do it. Like, I'm not drinking the fucking Kool-Aid. So get over yourselves. In fact, I feel like if I did get that far into a cult, that would be the part where I would be like, whoa, everybody just died (laughs) because I wouldn't have drank the (laughs) Kool-Aid. I would have like, I don't like this flavor. Why is it grape? They don't all have a mass suicide. (laughs) Just a couple in America. (laughs) Just a few of them. Uh, just too many there are too many that have had those (laughs) in any case we are so off subject (laughs) we are so scott pilgrim was not in a cult no (laughs) none of them were no no, as far as i i'm i'm shook (laughs) that beck was or is a scientologist that is news to me it's gonna take me a little bit to digest it uh not my favorite thing but the but the music's great. Music sure yeah. is great. He is yeah. He is a good um, musical human being. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, X number four. May Whitman. Yeah. I loved her. I think I hated her the first go, and then every time else, I loved her. Just I can't stop. The one thing I quote from this movie all the time is, my brain! 
just because <laughs> it's so dumb. <laughs> I adore it. Like, oh, what is that from? <laughs> My brain. I'm pretty sure I did it before we started this. <laughs> we started rolling. <laughs> so yeah, that and like her being by furious. Oh, I love that. <laughs> that was good. She also had a pretty fun. Well, are they deaths? I don't know. I guess. Yeah. Ah, dude. Fun, fun little ditty is um, because, like, they say defeat, right? They never say kill. Yeah. So I and nobody like play Envy. Envy was Brie Larson's uh, character's name. Oh, there you go. So when Envy's boyfriend gets turned into loot. She doesn't, like, cry, and she doesn't, like, try to kill Scott or anything like that. She's yeah. just like, you you pummeled my my boyfriend. And he was like, oh, he was kind of a dick. And then, like, carried on. Well, I think they but all kind of did that. Like, like, when people burst like, into coins, people weren't, like, freaking out everywhere. Like, oh, my God! Well, Gideon, the last one, the last one, his, his bandmates were, like, scooping up. Scooping the up. The loonies and toonies. <laughs> Well, because they weren't going to get paid. They lost their contract. Yeah. <laughs> but it was also, I think it was seven, was it seven million? I think it was seven million was the was the number that came across. Oh, yeah. He got so, a lot of fucking coins for that. So I'm assuming seven million dollars because it was dropping, like, Canadian currency. It was dropping loonies and toonies. <laughs> loonies and toonies? Did you say that? Yeah, that dude. That's what they're called. Is it really? <laughs> yes. Yeah, they're they're like one dollar coins and two dollar coins. I oh, think that's we're funny. like the equivalent of. That's funny. Well, yeah, yeah it's all. Oh, sorry, it's all uh, Canadian. Well, yeah, they're in Toronto. Yeah, no, and we didn't in, mention that they're in the neighborhood that it's based on. They're oh, really? In Brian Leo Malley's childhood neighborhood oh that's fun like, like edgar wright was like no we're gonna do it there <laughs> like on that street in my house yeah it was yeah he yeah. probably had like a secret thing under a floorboard that he never got to take and he's like we gotta make this movie at that house because i gotta get that thing out of the floorboard <laughs> it's my only excuse to get in that house uh i would do something yeah. like that um oh uh, but at the uh, one of the alternate endings, because the ending wasn't written in the comics yet, right? Because they oh. were writing script in tandem. So when they got to the ending, there were several ideas spitballed, and one of the things Edgar Wright said that he wanted to do, but he, I, I think it came down to not having like the resources or the time or whatever to do another reshoot for another ending, because they did a couple that like. And they, like, test shot them to, to see, like, there's one uh, where Scott leaves with Knives instead of uh, Ramona. I'm like, oh, Knives was my, like, my girl all along. Uh, and the audience was like, well, then why did we watch all those battles? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but uh, the, another ending that I guess wasn't going to be, like, a cinematic ending. It was going to be, like, a bonus ending, like, on the DVD or something. Which I would have loved to see. The ending would have been at the end of the movie. Scott, you real like it goes like back into like a mundane, regular world, and you realize that Scott Pilgrim has been 
murdering Ramona's exes and like what we just saw was his method of coping with it. Oh, and geez. I like I need that. Oh, that's kind of fun. I mean, yeah. morbid but fun. Oh, it's brilliant. It's like the ending of uh, the alternate ending to this little shop of horrors where <laughs> the, the plant like eats everybody and they take over the world. Um, but, you know, it did, that didn't test well. <laughs> so um, Audrey, Audrey and uh, Seymour had a happily ever after. Yeah. I did love that ending better, though. The, the, yeah, the, the big apocalyptic ending. It's what was intended. It is, and it should have been. And the special effects and stuff for that were incredible. It's a shame yeah. that they didn't get to show that to people until the Blu-ray or whatever. And fuck those test audiences. You know, fuck test audiences in general. Who are they getting for this? Scientologists? I mean, where are they getting these people to watch these movies and hate them? I don't think that they can make money other places. I'm I'm just saying like... it's just regular people. Because I watched something else recently. Is it something we did? Maybe it was something we did. Where the test audience basically fucked up the movie and... Oh, no, 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 no. No, it wasn't something we did, but it is something I watched. This guy. It was almost coming back to me. And the prince, oh, I know what it was. It was the only film that Dr. Seuss wrote. Um, It was the 5,000 Fingers of Dr. T, uh, where they ended up cutting like, tons of music out of it and stuff like, like written by dr seuss hello um and reshot a bunch of stuff because the test audiences didn't like it and i was like fuck the test audiences and all the footage that they had is gone like it all disappeared so it's like well fuck you now i can't ever see a original cut of that movie as dr seuss fucking intended it thank you very much but i guess people thought it was too weird and i was like oh that's the point give me the weird oh my goodness dr seuss is weird yeah that's the point yeah i mean the kid had a hand on his head the whole time like hello yes please and more of that and less of the reality because i could care less i will say though it was a very good film even with the the removal of things it was a very freaking cool film i had never seen it before i was like what it's on criterion channel right now (laughs) so if you have that everybody go watch it uh support that movie maybe they'll find the old original cut in a tin somewhere in an asylum an asylum i didn't say that right yeah uh also criterion's known for like digging up that shit so yeah they did that i would um, i would say if it's out there and they didn't find it well they might. They haven't looked okay. everywhere. Maybe they um, haven't looked everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> maybe it's on the floorboard in in Toronto. <laughs> may, may, maybe, John. <laughs> it could be. Um, no, they did that with uh, The Passion of Joan of Arc. That was one of my favorite like stories of a lost film ever. Have you ever heard of that? Uh, yeah. the, the Passion of Joan of Arc. Um, I am totally blanking on the director brilliant fucking film but uh it's a silent film and it is i own it on blu-ray it's amazing but the original cut um 
and I can't remember I can't remember why it was lost. Something happened and it was lost and they didn't have it. So the director had to recut the entire film using alternate takes. Mm-hmm. Like, cause they had those, but they didn't have the original negatives for, I guess the, the final print. So they, um, so they, they, anyway, they lost it and they had to recut it. Like I said, with the whole thing. And then like many, many freaking years later when Criterion was existing, uh, somebody found an original copy of the original cut in an insane asylum. And the reason it was there was because it had been, I think that's what it was. It was sent out and then it was like banned or something like uh, for some reason it was all confiscated and burned. And this random copy had been sent to an insane asylum for like viewing there or something like some weird i guess crazy people want to see that well maybe they had a space that they rented out maybe. like maybe they had a projector and so they rented out i shouldn't say people. crazy people that's very rude um it absolutely <laughs> unwell is. people which they enjoy films too um <laughs> anyway so they they found it in the cut co- in like this cabinet or whatever in an old asylum and that is where they restored that print and that is the uh the actual original film and that's the only copy of it so right on and it's gorgeous it's absolutely amazing uh so definitely watch that too we're suggesting things left and right <laughs> so may whitman good stuff yeah i loved all right so talking about like the deaths or defeats defeats yeah, like there, because it's like this weird, it's this weird blend, and I think uh, Edgar Wright had said that he wanted it to be like a musical, in that like when you know words become not enough or like the emotion is like super high, people break out in the song in musical, but in this movie he wanted it to be expressed through uh fighting and i thought that that came through because like nobody questioned it afterwards no right like they like fought it was done deal like they all know like they know that like the fights have to happen but it's not like it's not like oh what's happening like the only time that we like break back into like reality is when scott pilgrim is questioning things like he's like i don't understand i don't understand like the rules anymore like the rules of the world uh we assume or when um when aubrey plaza is is yelling at him and like she has the black bar going over the mouth like whenever she's how are you doing that yeah how are you doing that with your mouth like like it's like oh he sees it too it's not it's not just for us like that's what the world is yeah and so i thought that that blended very very well it kind of makes me think of um, like Fleabag. Beat. The second oh. season of Fleabag when the uh, priest kept like pointing out like, who are you talking to? Or what is that? What do you do? What is that? <laughs> yeah, whenever she was breaking the fourth wall. Yes. And like, but he could see her and she was very like thrown off by it. Yes. Ah, oh, season two of Fleabag was so unbelievably good. <laughs> It was so, that, that was brilliant. That show is amazing. That woman deserves all the praise. Yes. 
Um, so yeah. Yeah. X number five. Who dat? Who's number Who's five? That? I don't remember. Oh, it's five and six. Oh, twins. Yes, the twins. Twins were fun. They were brief. They didn't say they anything. Were very, did they? Well, <laughs> they did not say anything. <laughs> no, they didn't need to. All right. They let the music speak for them. They had all those amps. They didn't. Yeah, them. they didn't need to speak. That was amazing. Yeah. That whole it, scene is so wonderfully executed. It's just beautiful. I love it. I mean, I said that before. I just love that. Sonically, visually, I just the whole thing was fantastic. There had to have been so many wires. Yeah. For every person <laughs> in this movie had to be up on a wire with the amount of like flipping they do. Oh yeah. Just even even the band when they're blown backwards and mm-hmm. they just keep spinning. Like there had Honestly, to have been so much wire work. It, the wire work in this movie, because you know, wire work is tricky. And yeah. it always looks stupid. There's a lot of stupid looking wire work. They did a great job with this one. There was only like one maybe brief moment where I was like, oh, his pants look weird. But <laughs> other than that, it was very well done. I I agree. Absolutely. It just had to be a lot. <laughs> That's and the transitions from scene to scene, like there which one was it? There's one where it's all practical where they like changed the set while I think it was while Scott was like waking up in his home and then like going to his um, Oh yeah. His like band practice. That was when he was distracted by Ramona. Yeah. That was beautifully done. Was that practical? Mm-hmm. Oh wow. Yeah, I watched the, I watched the thing where they were like laying down the floor and such, like trying to like. There was um, there was a scene. I might have sent it to you a long time ago, and I cannot remember what show it was. It was from a television show, but it was like they did that exact kind of thing where, like, the it was a one take, and it was all in one apartment, and they kept. Oh, oh it was the, it was a Ricky Jim Carrey show, I think. What? Uh, it it was something with the Ricky Lindholm was the was the woman. Yeah, like a blonde woman. There's like a bicycle on the wall. At yeah, yeah, point. yeah. And they show you the scene side by side with the the camera angles showing you the whole set. So you actually watch them as live action, you like watch as the their stage hands like move. move yeah, watching in the and stage. Out. Yeah, it it was absolutely incredible. I was blown away by that's the kind of thing like when I was trying to make films way back um, which I never really did much with those but I tried to do those kinds of things all the time and I would have done more because but I would have had to build stuff for it but yeah it's difficult with one person yeah or even with like two people yeah like that it takes it takes a it takes a group and it takes a lot of like timing and direction like don't get me wrong i love it and i would be down to do it oh i would but yeah it like it's super impressive because there's a there's a music video where the where the dude's like in a room and the like walls like he's going to like different because ricky lindholm was in the same apartment right and yes. so they were like putting up they were like showing like time passing time by, passing like, like she moved in and like things. got furniture yeah, yeah. She got a new couch. It was got, it was like, Jim Carrey because he was on the television. He was on the speech. TV. Yeah, yeah. I don't remember the movie. It, I think it was or, a show. I think it was the show the he did for Showtime or something. Like he had a show recently. I can't remember what it was called. 
but it was on one of the premium channel things like i want to say it was showtime because it was one of the ones i didn't have because i never saw it but the only thing i could think of is the truman show and that is definitely not it no it was not no but no but but the music video was like like a bunch of different settings yes and i thought that that was expensive looking (laughs) well (laughs) i think like it took a lot of money the ones like when i wanted to do that kind of stuff for the films that i wanted to do it was it obviously wasn't on that level not i mean not at the time i'm pretty sure if i if i had continued making films and got better at it i would have eventually had that kind of skill but <laughs> it would have been second nature to me but um i wanted to do it more as a like look at how i have no money and I made this spectacular thing <laughs> with just me and my camera kind of like, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. even though it technically would have been difficult for me alone to do, it would have been exciting to show the end result to somebody and be like, I didn't have any computers. I just did this. Do you know what I mean? Like this is all mm-hmm. practical. And I still, I honestly, the film that I you wrote. You actually probably could still Yeah, I think, like, if you had the camera rotating on, like, a lazy season or something, you could probably manage that by yourself. Yeah. I mean, like, the film that I wrote that I wanted to make, that I could still technically, I could make it anytime if I had two people to be in it. But that film, I could do that. I mean, it wouldn't be that hard to do, especially now, like, with me being older and knowing how to just build things in general or be cheap about it i guess i don't know do it up look for free work on craigslist yeah maybe maybe we should do that you and me we'll team up we'll team up it's called (laughs) kidding by the way the show with jim carrey wonderful and it was on i don't know what it was on imdb is not telling me that it had two seasons it might still be a thing i don't know Oh no! It, I think it ended. It's definitely it definitely can't be on the air. Yeah, it just says two seasons, and it doesn't have a dash, <laughs> a dash. But yeah, right. it, um, I wanted to watch that literally just for that scene. I thought that would have been fun. And what else is in that show? Because that was so cool. Who knows? Amazing, creative, creative things. So then he gets to seven. Yeah, Ramona. So after after number four, Scott and Ramona get into a fight, and Scott still like pushing forward. He plays better when he's angry. He's just like super angry. He defeats five and six, like with uh, no trouble at all. Yeah, the skills of his guitar. <laughs> and the power of his band. True, true, true. Yeah. Mustn't and uh, lead Gideon them aside. is there. G Man, the guy who um he's a a music producer and he uh, offers to sign uh the sex bombs and everyone signs except for Scott and young Neil signs in his place. And so and Gideon is there with uh Ramona, who is um clearly back in his arms no big deal but you can tell something's weird yeah uh and so 
So Scott has to go and, uh, well, not has to. He discovers uh, the power of love. And he goes to Gideon's, I want to call it Gideon's Palace, wherever his place is. It's deep uh, underground somewhere. And in it's the like a nightclub. Yeah. Oh, I think I, I think I read somewhere that the clubs that he had in the movie were all clubs that did exist at some point. Yeah, like I think it's Lee's Palace. Yeah, Lee's, something like that. Lee's Palace. That place was so well done. It like looked so tore up, mm-hmm. like so well. Yeah. But I think at the time that they filmed, the, the clubs were closed. So they did have to recreate them, I believe, as far yeah. as I know. But um, they were clubs that he had grown up with or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was kind of cool. Um, yeah. So then he, he goes to battle Jason Schwartzman. Uh, yeah. Who that is guy. super cute in this movie. He's an asshole, but he's very attractive. Yeah, that was another thing that they changed with a uh, test, test, uh, test screenings. What do you mean? Why am I blanking on the term? Why does that feel weird? Uh, they like he Jason Schwartz, uh, Schwartzman did a bunch of lines, like even after like he like hit, I think he hit um he hit Ramona right. He like knocked her down the steps. I believe so. And he looks back at knives and scott and he was like what but like i guess there's a bunch of different lines there like oh what like did i do something wrong or something like that and so they had to shoot a bunch of different lines and they're like well we get a the better reaction like when his head is kicked off um the crowd cheered when he uh when jason schwartzman was an asshole and so they were like all right well you gotta you gotta be as douchey as possible please thank you oh okay yeah okay i see that's interesting right that's very interesting they have a lot of test screenings it seems (laughs) that's yeah i didn't i mean i guess i knew that those things happened but i didn't realize that they were as like that i didn't realize it was that involved that you would test different i guess so or maybe they were uncertain about the ending and they uh they wanted to see huh because as far as i knew i mean i've never seen them do something like that specifically like have well i guess i guess um what was it being there by with peter sellers directed by hal ashby that one he filmed i want to say three or four different endings to the film and he could not decide which one to use he had no idea he was like i don't know which one because i like all of them and um warner brothers it was a loophole he never got paid for directing that film because he never technically finished it because he never picked an ending the studio picked an ending and put the movie out so he never got paid oh, to make me there, which is hysterical. I mean, but it was also interesting because that, um, speaking of how they film different things, Hal Ashby did the exact same thing with being there uh, and Peter Sellers. He did multiple takes for every single scene in the film and kept all of them so that future generations of film students would be able to use his footage to assemble their own version of a film to see how it works 
like can you you know assemble oh, i dig that and i feel like scott pilgrim i mean obviously they didn't do it for that reason but it's kind of the same thing where you're you film multiple versions of things i mean even sex in the city when they filmed that they filmed multiple versions of of the scenes because it was going to be um syndicated on tvs or whatever someday so they actually have like completely different scenes that are shown on tvs than the ones like the that edited were on versions yeah they it's and it's weird because i was watching it on tvs and of course i've seen that show like way too many times and i was watching on tvs one day and i was like uh that never happened on the show and it was like it wasn't something that they could just dub it was like reshot it was completely different from what was actually on hbo so i was like whoa they have a completely different like one of them samantha mouths to somebody in a yoga studio you want to fuck and she mm-hmm. says fuck you know it's very obvious and on the tbs version she says do you want to have sex and i was like what <laughs> was like, she doesn't see that <laughs> so it was like they i just thought that was kind of like the the what do you call that the the forethought yeah the forethought to to film all that that nuts to me it's crazy or maybe they filmed it. I was also now just bing in my head right now. Maybe they did that because they weren't sure what they could get away with on HBO. Oh, that could have also. I been never the thought case. of that. That's true. Ooh, look yeah, at me. And just saved, just look saved at me. that footage. And they just saved the footage. Interesting. Um, yeah. Lots of interesting things here. Speaking today. of um, editing and censoring things, the the bit with. Um, I heard Edgar Wright say this, and I was shocked because this movie came out in 2010. But he had, uh, he had said like about the two dudes kissing in the in the film. Um, the uh, Culkin, mm-hmm. what's his name, Kieran Culkin? Yeah. Um, and the <laughs> and Anna Kendrick's boyfriend, uh, making out. He. Edgar Wright was like, so glad we got that in there. And the MPAA, like, didn't um, censor it, like, and be homophobic about it. Wow. But he had mentioned that he saw one of the Fast and Furious movies. And I guess there's two ladies kissing in one of the, like, the fourth or fifth one or something. Um, and he and that movie was PG-13. And he was like, I'm going to keep that keep that in my mind keep that as a note to argue that so i can have some same-sex kissing up in my films which is and he said he was like prepared to like argue it yeah i mean it is kind of it is kind of ridiculous what so uh 2010 is not like that long ago for 2020 isn't that long ago and we're still dealing with bullshit (laughs) yeah i mean i guess so i get like fucking nuts well but we're we're a bit we're a bit better now where like the, gays the movie can kiss. like black swan <laughs> got rated r because the lady sex was scary you know like well it was quite terrifying <laughs> yeah <laughs> but like you know like it got an r for that reason where the what was another movie that came out at that time is it blue is the warmest color Seppa? um the, the lesbian one i didn't see that those one. were two ladies yeah i mean i didn't see yeah. it either but I know what it well, is. I, what, I can't remember if that one was at the same time. No, or, or it was um, Ryan Gosling and uh, what's her face? 
Blue Valentine. Where he like sings on the ukulele. Yeah, Blue Valentine. I hated that, that one, movie. Uh, they had difficulties with that sex scene. Even though it was heterosexual, it focused on the woman having an orgasm. And oh, the yeah, it was like, no, skirt, NC seventeen. We ain't put we ain't playing that game. We ain't we ain't about to show women having a good time. Well, is that the reason? Was the the sex? Mm-hmm. Oh, because I would have picked uh, other things for that. <laughs> I remember seeing, I saw that in at Tampa Theater, and I was so uncomfortable watching that movie. I mean, I, I, I will say, like, credit to those filmmakers, because or filmmaker or whatever, like, because I would never want to tackle that subject. The abortion is what I'm talking about. And it was just awful. Well, I like, think that it if was, there's... Uh, repercussions afterward the mpaa is more lenient to kind of be like it's a bad thing bad results like that like like it's complicated getting a, an r rating because meryl streep and steve martin smoked weed and nothing bad happened afterwards oh yeah they smoked I mean, a bit of weed had a good time it's End of date. Stupid. I, <laughs> like, I can't. Like stand that was it. it. I mean, the, like, the whole they, rating system and the the whole that whole situation is just fucked up anyway. I mean, I say everybody just fucking release your fucking movies. Like, right. Well, not I mean, rated. Look at Netflix. Not rated. Who cares? When when Netflix dropped um, Sense Eight and it had uh, those two women boning down and they like <laughs> drop. Um, like they're like dildo or strap on or something. It was a it's strap like on, sopping wet. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and... I remember. <laughs> <laughs> and I, honestly, but like, I, I was... was like, oh, Netflix. Netflix is like, we ain't playing those games with the MPA. <laughs> well, fuck you. We're gonna <laughs> yeah. put on our own shit. Um, yeah, like you don't run this. <laughs> go Wachowskis. I mean, well, the only thing I will say about that is, is it was traumatizing for me, not because it was two ladies and it was a dildo that's all fine but it was like she was a companion on doctor <laughs> and i was oh, like I oh my god that. what is she doing <laughs> it was so like i never thought i would i mean because if it, and it's like when you meet her character it's like how they seriously you. it's like introduction to whoa wait a minute what she's doing what it is funny though because she was one of the the companions that unfortunately people didn't really like. She was Martha, Aww. and it wasn't her fault. It wasn't the actress or anything. It was just the way that they and I blame the writers because I, I kind of well yeah I just because when you have like did you, you didn't watch Doctor Did you watch Doctor Who? I've seen a season or three. Cause she, <laughs> then you probably saw her. Uh, she, <laughs> they, um, they had Rose was like the the main uh, companion yeah. for like the first few seasons, and everybody was fucking in love with her. And then she went off and did a show. Like that's why she left the show was so she could do Secret Diary of a Call Girl, which was again like one of the companions having sex with people was really weird but it was a very good show maybe, but maybe um, the doctor who actresses are responding to their roles kind of like <laughs> disney stars do where they're like i need to break free of that I image free. i need to have sex with everything yeah um so but then martha came in right after rose and rose was so, such an emotional um 
departure that like the Whovians are like freaking sobbing hysterically over this. And then you throw Martha in there who has a crush on him and you're like, no. And that's what I'm saying. It's the writers. Like, why would you do that right after we had Rose? Like just make her not interested in the doctor. It would have been fine, but they had to go and make it weird. So that's why people didn't like Martha, but it was like, she was actually quite a good companion. And there's a lot of episodes where in retrospect, I'm like, oh God, I love that one episode. Let me watch that episode. And it was Martha. And I was like, that was a Martha episode? <laughs> I had no idea. <laughs> they have quite a, quite a few of hers were fantastic. I mean, she was, she was a good companion other than the love thing. But um, anyway, but to see her in that capacity, I was like, whoa whoa but i did love her in that i thought it was i mean obviously i love sense eight so oh it was, it, yeah dude it was, it was done. brilliant yeah. fucking brilliant show um can't say enough good stuff about that um also scott pilgrim's brilliant yes yeah, scott pilgrim is brilliant i was gonna bring up did we we talked about the vegan um mm-hmm. but just wanted to reiterate because i had a note i i fucking loved that i thought that was hysterical that Scott tricked him into drinking uh, half and half and <laughs> he got stopped by the vegan up. police. <laughs> I thought that that was so like such a perfect thought. It really was. <laughs> like just being vegan just means he's better than you. <laughs> <laughs> Which, it was, it's such a good. Like, I have a vegan brother and it feels that way all the time it's or especially in the beginning he was kind of a dick about it (laughs) i mean i kind of in a weird way not to i'm not saying i'm not saying that i don't know because the vegans having that reputation of being that way um right on one hand i think it's annoying but on the other hand i kind of get it because it is one of those situations where because I've had to change my diet. Well, not had to, but I've chosen to change my diet to have restrictions. And it's not only is it like, you kind of have to bring it up in your, when you're in certain situations, because it's like, well, I can't eat that. So don't offer me cheese. Like, I'm not going to eat that. Do you know what I mean? Like, so I get it that it kind of gets brought up a lot because there's a lot of situations where you're going to be offered things that you can't eat like a lot no uh so my brother he would love to um to feed us things or even at even at his wedding because he and his wife are vegan so at his wedding he had this long buffet of vegan food of course and he was going up (laughs) behind people this wasn't even that long ago he was going up behind people and being like oh you guys enjoying you enjoying your food you enjoying your food awesome can you believe that no that no murder had to happen for you to enjoy this tasty oh my god yeah awesome awesome (laughs) stuff right guys and then he would just like go down the line just reminding people (laughs) that they're terrible humans that's funny (laughs) yeah it's also hilarious like how much of a dick he is about it but it's like i really like like that bit got me i'm like it's brandon (laughs) yeah i like that that it it was it was very well done Mm -hmm. um and very funny yeah and how his powers got revoked because he had three infractions (laughs) 
<laughs> they were like, no, you're not one of us. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so good. Um, but yeah. Oh, then he has to... Um, well, he faces Gideon again because Gideon defeats him. Gideon and defeats him, but he had a one-up. So he yeah, got to come back. Power of self-respect. Yes. And then he defeats. But then he... <laughs> after all the ending and it's all cute then he like a, a what is it the other version of himself i can't remember oh mega scott yeah that's right because he could never beat that in the game that him and uh knives would play yes so he's like i can never i like the inclusion this. of that game <laughs> that game was not in the comic but i liked the inclusion of it yeah well it also helped later when they fought against gideon and they got to use some of the moves and it was yeah, so it like made it kind sense. of and it kind of gave you like a sense that like Scott fights like he's supposed to be known as a good fighter, I guess, for some reason. I mean, he was uh, very good. He was very good. He was. Uh, so I guess it gives you a sense that like he like he does do little flippies. Do you know? <laughs> I have a I have a thing where I feel like we should give Michael Sarah a little more credit than just being the moody teen because it takes a lot of practice and skill to pull this off like if yeah. you just sit back and look at it from the, the perspective of could i do what he just did in this movie no i couldn't do any of that shit i could barely get up and i could barely do the culkin part like i mean <laughs> <laughs> that would have been tricky for me like I have to do what? They all had to have a bunch of training, though, right? Because like oh, they had absolutely. to like play the instruments, so they all had to have. Music oh yeah, yeah. They had, the, have, like, they had them actually learn their instruments for the movie. Yeah, and they had to have like conditioning. I'm assuming for, and they had to have like fight choreography. Oh, dude, what was it? The there was like a the fight team that was on there for like the stunts and choreography were the same dudes i want to say they worked in bruce lee movies or jackie chan movies or both oh wow which was fantastic all the fighting like i don't think this movie gets listed as an action movie but, but it it's certainly an is movie. yeah it absolutely is just because it's like bright and whimsical like it's still an action movie and it like like all the actors aren't traditional action actors aside from like chris evans and the guy who played number three he was in something else some other action movie i can't remember oh he was um, um was it superman he was superman yeah 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 he's gay in real life i think oh look at that i think i think that's the one what are the supermans is gay i don't know <laughs> one of them probably i don't know him. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it was probably him uh, <laughs> all of them are gay they're all gay everybody's See those gay tights? They're wearing those tights. It's great. I think he was, I, I believe he was the one. Because I think he was the one in the Brian Singer movie. The Brian Singer Batman. Yes, yes, it was him. And I remember they had to digitally uh, lessen his bulge in his suit. <laughs> that is hilarious. And what a brag he has in the future. Like, yeah, it's like, they had yeah. to make it smaller. They had to make my peen smaller. Yeah. Which uh, I honestly think we'll... is a little silly. I, to be honest, like, that kind of Let thing, rocket? it bothers me. Because you've got, 
these busty ass ladies that have to put their boobs out there like nobody's business for these fucking movies but you can't have a guy with a bulge because what you afraid to make men uncomfortable like it's weird it's very weird thousand percent john one thousand percent you're absolutely right i say i know i love when um i see a wang in a movie and only because it's equality yeah like i'm like good you show that penis there needs to be more like, penis there I've needs seen to be enough breasts in this entire film entire films full of naked men and no naked women just <laughs> at for least once. four or five of them <laughs> to make up for the past uh- <laughs> yeah i need i uh we're gonna there's like a big offset <laughs> yeah <laughs> that'll need to be fulfilled i will say i thought of you because I've watched two movies this past week with Wang <gasps> that Ooh. did not have, and they're they're and they were horror movies. So like, here's to October coming up. Oh, Can't wait to give you very excited. Well, maybe that should be our oh. theme for October: male <laughs> frontal nudity. <laughs> with horror movies, horror movies so with hard. Wangs in it. We should have. You know what? Have... If you're listening out there, please suggest if you've seen a horror film with a penis in it definitely send it in to us and we'll we'll I'm take a look i'm sure i'm sure there's a search site i mean basket case i i brought that up before like <laughs> there's a horror movie and i know for a fact it has penis in it because i was like what <laughs> as a young gay lad in georgia <laughs> up late at night watching this movie <laughs> and i had no idea that it was in there it was a surprise and it was very much a delight yeah you well so yeah, equality. Yeah, definitely. There really does need to be more of that. And like like yeah, the bulge. And, and just BT dubs for like movie posters and such, like women's breasts get digitally enhanced. Oh, yes. Instead of, instead of reduced. That so. was um, Kira Knightley. Do you remember that? Yeah. She, oh, what was it? King Arthur? Yo, yeah. She, yeah. Um, she posed topless in, I think it was Vanity Fair? I think. Mm-hmm. And she did it on purpose. I mean, not like salaciously. She did it on purpose to show people like, this is how ridiculous this is that people keep making my breasts fucking huge on these posters when I don't have big boobs. <laughs> like, They could have just watched Domino. We was saw she naked in that? Boobs. I'm, pre- I'm pretty sure there's like one of those spinny shots like where they're spinning around the characters and it's like like a makeout or like passionate scene and huh. she's topless i don't remember that i remember oh i'm sorry i remember enjoying that movie but i don't remember that well why would you remember it john it wasn't a it penis. wasn't a penis oh <laughs> 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 uh, poor Kira knightley i don't remember your boobs uh <laughs> i wonder if there's a mr skin for for penises there should there should be I feel like maybe I should be in charge of that site. Oh, yeah. We're a top contributor. I yeah, I will definitely tell you. I'll I'll start the list because I have one in my, in my head. I don't even have to like look them up. I just collect them. I'm like, "Ooh, a penis. Thank you. Ooh, a penis. Thank you." I feel like I've <laughs> seen vlogged. I feel like I've seen penis in something recently too, like a show or something. But who knows? I don't know. There just needs to be more. More penis. Less boobs. So uh, so Scott has to face off against himself. Yes. 
Oh, but he doesn't. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. And it turns out he really likes himself. Yeah. Like, just a good guy. Uh, yeah. Then, then that's it. Oh, and then he ends up with Ramona because, you know. I would certainly hope to her. after all that. <laughs> Can you imagine? Like, eh, never mind. <laughs> Goodbye. Well, that well, him leaving with knives was one of the alternate endings. Well, that's like, dumb too, though. She's seventeen. Ew. I yeah, that's also like a problem. That's a big problem. No. But but she was like, I'm cooler than you anyway, and then she like leaves. I'm like, yeah. You are oh, <laughs> speaking of knives, we didn't mention that part when she was fighting. No, she got what was it? Somebody punched knives. Or smack um, her? Punch the highlight smash, out of her hair. Smack the highlight out of her hair. <laughs> so that was number three. That was Todd. That was so good. <laughs> He's like, what? I'm not afraid to hit a girl. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. I mean, terrible that she got smacked, but very funny. Um, no, it was punched. It wasn't a smack. Oh, it was a like, punch? He, like, okay. Yeah, he decked her. It was great. Jeez. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Very good film. What would you rate it? Oh. I absolutely... This is a movie I can rewatch and find new joy in, but also a movie I could rewatch and not pay attention to and still, like, love, like, the rhythm and the music mm -hmm. that's going on. So I'm going to give it just, like, a nine. You know what? I'm... I'm it might be. I would say either eight and a half or nine for me. I can't think of anything wrong with it. Yeah, I'm going to give it a nine. Yeah. It's it's pretty close to, I mean, like I, you know me, I always bring this up, Barry Lyndon. Barry but Lyndon. at the same time, Barry Lyndon is a very <laughs> different kind of film. But is it any less accomplished than this one no you know what i mean like i think as far as accomplishment and cinematic you can have style tens, and John. whatever yeah <laughs> no i'm gonna give it a nine though <laughs> yeah i'll give it a nine too yeah i'll give it a nine 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 toes <laughs> that's right i don't know why i keep forgetting that it's fucking toes and i hate it <laughs> smelly old toes nine smelly toes <laughs> the nine why toes do they have, of Dr. Why do they have, to have a scent? <laughs> um, what would you recommend? What would I recommend? Oh, yeah. fantastic for you to say that to me. Yeah, I knew you were going to try to ask me first so you can like ponder. And you know what? I do already have a recommendation. Ooh, like, what's ready. Um, It's another Edgar Wright film, which I love him as a director. His movies are so very different, but they're all paced so well so it's baby driver <gasps> that was a good movie because of the transitions and the pacing yeah of it. yeah i mean you know we've got that dude to worry about in that but you know whatever you got to get over john ham uh kevin spacey <coughs> oh oh i swear I it's like a that. weird thing these days with all that i mean even brian singer who we brought up earlier he's got the issues too so <laughs> I I honestly Kevin Spacey yeah but Kevin Spacey has also just always been a gross guy you know well he's not he's never been a dude I've cared for so 
I still just forget he exists. You're kind of right. I never thought of that. He's always been kind of Yeah, it's not like I was like, have you guys seen K-Pax? You know? Well, (laughs) nobody wants to watch that shit. Um, (laughs) Sorry, guys. And if they have, they're they're not going to try to see it again. (laughs) No. No. Um, I'm blanking. I definitely had a film in mind when I was watching this. Was it Birds of Prey? No. (laughs) But I do feel like it was related in some way. Like, it was another movie with somebody. Like, one of the actors from it. Um, I think it was when I was looking up one of the actors and I was like, oh, that'd be a good suggestion. Um, I'm going to tell you. I'm going to give you time to think. When I was watching this for for our recording, I had the thought, is this the first comic book movie we've done? I think it is. I don't think we've done any other movie based on a comic book. And then I realized that this is the first comic book movie that I suggested, Johnny, because we have done Dick Tracy, we've done Batman, last week we did Birds of Prey, and I don't know why I could not imagine us doing a comic book movie until now that's hysterical it's yes i mean i kind of would have probably like if you had said that like off the cuff i would have been like oh yeah this is the first one (laughs) i was ready to open with it i was absolutely ready to open with it and then i realized birds of prey (laughs) i was like oh and then oh also batman oh madonna dick tracy like what am i thinking that's true um okay i know what it was now and it was because of one of the actresses um it was when i looked up ramona (laughs) uh death proof by quentin tarantino oh dude is she in death she is in death proof i did not realize she's in a lot of person i remembered she's Uh, i think she might be in the uh, first uma thurman's uh stunt stunt person Oh, I love her in that. Zoe, no. What is her name? Oh, I don't know. I was going to say Zoe Bell, but I feel like that's somebody else, maybe. Maybe I'm right. Kristen Bell is the other girl, so maybe it is Zoe Bell. Maybe. Whatever. She's fantastic. Um, (laughs) Look when she pops up. Speaking of stunt people. (laughs) Pops up from behind the car like, hey. Oh, it's so good. Anyway, Death Proof is fantastic. What now? I was just going to say that uh, Chris Evans is, uh, the, the, and Lucas Lee with his whole like oh. action filming bit, mm-hmm. all those stunt doubles are all of Chris Evans's like stunt doubles. Oh, wow. Like, oh, that's yeah. fun. I guess that makes sense. Yeah. Like, why would you get other people to portray the people that are doing the stunts? Yeah. Um. <clears throat> yeah yeah kind of great right on so what are we watching next week oh shit uh <laughs> i already told you but now i can't rafiki thank you everyone rafiki. we're watching rafiki we're watching rafiki <laughs> <laughs> which was what 2018 or 19 i can't remember what year it was oh that's on you that's on me this i'm is, sorry guys this is john's pick by this the way is my rafiki. Pick. <laughs> rafiki is john's pick We'll be watching Rafiki, and then after Rafiki, we'll be um, 
Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. <gasps> oh, I'm so excited. And then after that, I'm pretty sure we're going to start October. Probably, yeah. Our, our double features. Oh, I love it. Um, Rafiki from 2018. Um, if you have, and I mention this all the time on this podcast, if you have Criterion channel, it is on the Criterion channel right now, streaming. Um, I feel like it might have been on another streaming service, but I can't remember which one. Um, might be like something like Tubi. Maybe. No, I think it was, it was one of the bigger ones, I think. I think. I think. You know what? I'm wrong. Never mind. Uh, you can watch it on Prime if you purchase or rent it. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds... I mean... It's only a dollar ninety nine. Go do it. Yeah, I, I was gonna say the price ain't bad. It's That's not like it's Mulan it. from Disney Plus, thirty fucking dollars. <laughs> uh, sorry, Disney, you're not getting that money for me. <laughs> John found out just so everyone's up to date. John found out today, which is today is the day it was released on Disney Plus. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that that Disney wanted extra money for Mulan. I had no clue. And I'm telling you, I was like prepped. I had like my watermelon slices ready. I laid down on the bed and got comfortable. I got my remote and I went to go select Disney Plus and it was like $30, please. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? I was so mad because I was so ready like, for it. It like wasn't a secret. I had no I idea. I don't pay attention to anything, so I have no idea. I know, but you and, like, a mutual friend of ours, <laughs> like, you guys were like, absolutely not. <laughs> and I was like, how long? What? Well, I also don't think, I. to be honest, I don't really think it's a, a it, it doesn't, I mean, as much as you can argue the price, I don't think it's logical. I think $10 would have been a good price. I think ten dollars would have been a solid price, um, even fifteen, because fifteen is I'm pretty sure what they're charging for rentals. Yeah, these days. fifteen makes sense uh, too. Unless it's the King of Staten Island, which I think was like in the twenties or something. I don't know. Maybe it felt like it was. But I'm saying, if you already subscribe to a service, it should not right. be that much. Like so, if I went and just purchased it on a what is it, Amazon Prime or something to rent, like they do. That would have right. been like what twenty dollars. It would have been nineteen ninety nine. But it's right. like, are you fucking kidding me? You want me to pay thirty dollars to, and their deal is like, oh, but you get to watch it anytime you want. I'm like, I'm only gonna watch it fucking once. Like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? It's well, not like I'm gonna watch it over and over and over. I can't get enough of it. I'm not a kid. The, well, the original plan, from what I understood, the original plan was. That they were going to treat it like a theater release. So yes, like, but well, I wouldn't pay like thirty dollars to see a film. <laughs> it wasn't going to come to streaming. It wasn't going to be available in a month. It was supposed to be like available in like a year or so. You know? Yeah. No, I mean, like, it wouldn't have been available streaming until it was like available on like Blu-ray or something. I mean, but I, get I guess that their they... model changed, and they're making it streaming available in December and December, December. And that is what's ridiculous. They charge you 30 bucks for like, what, a couple weeks? Get out of town. It's stupid. I can wait. I'm, I'm, I'm going to wait. probably still going to be in quarantine. Like, I got the time. These days are going by faster and faster. Well, that's the other thing I was thinking. I was like, a lot of people 
don't have money. Who are they expecting to purchase this? And it was funny because as I was complaining to you on a text group, I text somebody else about it that I know likes, likes Disney. She's like, I'm getting it. It's like, what? <laughs> I was incensed. I was like, are you kidding me? And then I was like <laughs> worried because she was using my Disney Plus and I was like, I hope she doesn't buy it on mine. <laughs> Well, I, I had well, charge for that. I had discussed it with my dad because my dad was thinking about buying it. My dad was the one who was like, "It's not a rental; you own it." And yeah, I was but like, oh, but, that's a little, that's a little bit of a gray area. But that, but again, I did not think that they were going to drop it just like stream for all in December, like or like December fourth. Yeah, which is when I'll watch it. But I'm saying. There's, I, I'm sorry, I don't think that's. You <laughs> had your watermelon slices ready. <laughs> that's just what I was you, eating at the time. <laughs> you really had a wrench thrown into your gear. <laughs> I really did. <laughs> I was so looking for it. And Christina Aguilera belting out her song. I mean, I was excited. Fuck all that now. But um, no, I, I, I disagree with them doing it. I think it's stupid. I mean, I understand that. I mean, we'll, they we'll see how well it make pays money, off of them, but you know, what if they make if they make money off of it, they're going to continue. But but if they, they don't, I mean, then. but and like the I don't. There was a bunch of things like when I was arguing with the the other the person that actually wanted to purchase and watch it, it was like, well, I mean, she said, well, I'd probably spend about that much if I went to the theater, and I was like, to pay for a movie, I was like, there's no way, and she's like, yeah, but well, if for, no, no, no. No, no, you you pause you pause that little tuckus right there because sometimes some theaters be rocking like eighteen nineteen dollar tickets, not thirty. So like, no, not thirty, but two people, two people sitting down and watching a movie, like that covers that covers that cost, and that's like okay, okay. They're, they're probably baking on like New York prices. Okay, you know, hold I mean? on, hold on, and I get that. If you're trying to say like a a family of four, let's say a family of four is going to the yeah, theater. Yeah, remember then yes, Disney is a family time. Then $30 is a reasonable price for the family to watch the film. I am one person and Jason certainly is Disney not going to watch that. this. So <laughs> it would just be me. I am <laughs> not spending $30. And that's the other thing that I have a problem with is that you're saying not, I mean, not you, but they're saying like uh, that you own it. Well, big fucking whoop de doo I technically own all of your films on Disney Plus that are streaming because they're going to be there. Like, no, no, no. They can rotate out. They can, they can suck them right back into the vault. Oh, give me a break. I mean, that's the whole can point of them having this service. If they vaulted their streaming movies, like they vaulted their shorts. Can you imagine? <laughs> There's like no payoff for that. There's no, but they're like, you either like watch it so they have like a high view count when it's in the vault. I don't know how they value their vault items. Um, or if how, they start rather, doing that, how they I'm going to be would pissed. value their vault items <laughs> for streams because, like, they'd be like, "You better get this movie before it goes back in the vault," and people would like be buying the movie. The only way you can get it would be like secondhand. The audience cannot see that I just rolled my eyes dramatically. Yeah, he did. He did it several times so that I could see it. <laughs> yeah, just in case my screen froze. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> No, I I don't I don't like it cuz I got Disney Plus and I basically got rid of a huge chunk of my Disney Blu-rays because I was like, well, I don't really need these anymore. Like there's no point. 
So I got rid of them. So it's like, well, <laughs> if they start taking off movies from their fucking streaming service, I'm going to be pissed. I mean, they absolutely can. Yeah. You know what? Yeah. Honestly, Unless who cares? You it's all it just crap. Like Mulan. It's all just crap. But I, I, I don't know. I thought that was kind of dumb. I think it's a, a weird thing to do. It's just not logical I mean, to me. It is. Because it's not a physical it, copy of it either. It's just like... Well, Johnny, we'll see. We'll see how it works. We'll see if that... If Disney has success, it might be a new normal. Ew. Please don't be successful. This is just like... It's like crossing your fingers for November. Like, please don't let this happen again. <laughs> please don't let all the people that are buying the Disney Mulan be the people that vote for Trump. I don't think those are the same people. I mean, I'm sure there's crossover. There might be. There might any, be. They've got group. the money for it. I mean, I'm also I'm, sure I'm there's kidding. like queer people who voted for Trump. What people? Even... Queer. Oh. Our people, Johnny. Our people. I thought you said my people, and I was like, who? <laughs> <laughs> I don't have people. Um, I want to have people. Yeah, you I think people, I think there Johnny. was a chunk of gays that did that, and they're all stupid. Yeah. Good luck to you and your rights. Yeah, that's fun. Hope you're happy. We're a community. We share those rights. <laughs> well. And like, I mean, like we, like as in the human race. I well, yeah. I mean, that's what we're hoping for. <laughs> Someday. <laughs> oh, so let's end the podcast. Yeah. Because we're we we're done. <laughs> we're so far. John, from Scott. you have a lot of editing to do. No, I don't. This is it. That's enough. It's done. <laughs> okay, so uh, goodbye. Goodbye. Oh, wait a minute. You do that part. Oh, oh. Oh, that was bad timing. I had hair in my mouth. Uh, bye bye. Wait, coins. <laughs>